that would be my campaign for him. Rand Paul, one sentence earlier. Liberty Podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Welcome back, folks, to the Lions of Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 87. Before we get into today's show, I want to take a second to let you know about Health Excellence Select, an amazing alternative to Obamacare, which utilizes health sharing to cover your medical costs. That's Health Excellence Select. For more information, head over to lionsofliberty.com slash health. All right, guys, and we are here in the Lions of Liberty studios. I have a very special guest with me today. It's not his first time here in the Lions of Liberty studios but it is his first time here without an alcoholic beverage. Brian McWilliams, welcome back. Thank you very much. And you don't know what I do in my car. I might have a well, flask Well, you're not in holding one I mean, in your hand is the point. No, no, it's sad, but it's true. I do presume you had a flask in the car and were chugging vociferously before I let you in, but... Well, it's the only way I can function in society, don't you know? Exactly. And, uh, you know, Brian, I'm going to let you go ahead and tell everybody um, why you're here today. Why, why are we getting together without the whole crew? What, what is the occasion? I know. I've got no safety in it here, no crew to back me up. Uh, the occasion is that uh, if you guys have been following along, you might have noticed that we started a feature uh, that I write, and it's on every Monday on the website called... What is our website again? LionsofLiberty.com. LionsofLiberty.com. See, see, you're not used to this sober stuff. you got to get the plugs in all the no, time. No, it's killing me. ABP, always be plugging. Yep. So it is called Rand Paul Buses and Minuses. Yes, one of the greatest puns of our time, some have said. Scholars will be talking about this years from now. But basically what it, what it does is that I'll look at the past actions of Rand over the week and then I'll uh, give him a little recap and give him grades. It's either plus if it's done well. You know, like let's say... Ding. Like, for example, his most recent uh, what thing we'll get into, which is talking about the legalization of medical marijuana. A very obvious polus. Obvious polus there. Although you're kind of giving something away, because this is going to be in next week's article. And so everybody cons- just stopped listening. Consider, <laughs> consider this a preview uh, for the for you know, next week. Right, right. You know, normally, you, you know, you try to recap the week that was, but the thing with Rand, this could almost be a daily article because there's so, every day there's like three stories about this guy, which which tells you that people are at least paying attention to things he's saying because it's obvious that he's going to be some kind of player in the presidential race. Right, exactly. And of course, though, there are the drawbacks. There are some negatives for old Randy Pants, as I've taken to call. Him, Randy and those, fans, of course, like are minuses. We'll you, you know, I'd like to get him on the show sometime. I don't know if Randy Pants is going to help, but... <laughs> I don't know. He's got a libertarian girl uh, doing his social media. She that might say, true. hey, Randy Pants, that's a, that's a hashtag waiting to happen. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, now, before we get into some of the latest news with Rand, and you know, ever since your art, your last article came out this past Monday, there's already been a barrage of stories about him. So we're going to try to tackle some of the newer stuff. But first, why don't you just tell us, you know, why did you feel the need to do this article? Why do you think this is such a, a figure that we should be focusing on? I mean, he's even said, I'm not a libertarian. I, I don't want that albatross around my neck. Uh, at the same time, he's often associated with libertarianism. So why do you think it's so important to be eh, looking at what this guy's doing? Well, exactly. 
exactly right. There, he's often associated with libertarianism, and this is something that I every time I was writing about him because you know I write about him all the time, and you know I'd, I'd kind of hit on the fact that even though he doesn't necessarily associate himself with it, everyone else does. You know, so I mean, you look at it every in Salon every other day. There's an article smashing Rand and by association libertarianism, and they're calling him a libertarian and smashing libertarian ideals via Rand and association therein. So it became you know pretty obvious that it was important to say, okay, let's look at what he's doing. Let's honestly weigh what's libertarian, what's not. Is it good for the libertarian ideals and the cause, or is it not? Is it going to be hurting us in the long run? And as Rand's become more of a obvious presidential candidate moving forward, uh, I've slightly altered it and to say, you know, is it is it good for his candidacy as well? Because um, I personally believe that it still would be a good thing for us to have him in office. It's kind of getting into another debate, which we've had in the past, but sure. uh, I still think that it's, you know, a uh, 60% libertarian is better than no libertarian. And while he has said he doesn't want the libertarian, I guess, albatross around his neck, he also says some things, you know, he'll say the Republican Party needs to become more libertarian. He will he will associate himself with that in some way. And you and I have both have been some of Rand's biggest critics. At the same time, I think we've been some of his biggest uh, praisers as well, because we try to be fair. And if you're going to be fair, despite all the things he might do that we might not like, there are a, a few of them. But it's it's very clear that he's like by far the best senator. I mean, yes. I, I'm just going to say that. I mean, I don't think it's even close. There's a couple of great guys in Congress, uh, Justin Amash, right. Thomas Massey, some other good guys too. But as far as national figures that are going to have a prominent voice in the next year, because it's it's pretty obvious he's going to be running for president. You know, this is the guy who's going to be most associated with libertarianism. So it makes sense to to look at what this fella's doing. Exactly right, and to grade it, and to grade it <laughs> in, a, in a very strict plus minus. Sometimes push. Sometimes, sometimes pushes. Sometimes when he can't just make up his mind, yeah. it's a push. Yeah. Well, sometimes there's drawbacks, and there's you know there's some things that are good. You can see, yeah, okay, it's you know we'll, we'll give him a little ride for a little bit, see what happens with that. Yeah. So as I mentioned, there's been a barrage of news stories about Rand uh, even since your article this past Monday. Yep. So why don't we just talk about some of the new stuff that's been coming out lately? A little bit of a preview for next week, like we said, uh, or maybe you'll just give people no reason to, <laughs> no reason <laughs> at all to come and to, to watch or read your article on Monday, one or the other. Um, well, but, hey, by the time that comes out, I mean, look, in the last two days, there'll be seventeen so more stories. Out. Yeah. That, that's why, yeah, you know, we always have a debate. Oh, should we write about them? You know, but it's like, God, it's, there's always so many items. Yes, there certainly is. Because uh, Rand's always out there. He's always saying stuff. Uh, he's saying a lot of good stuff, such as, well, let's start with an easy one, like you mentioned at the top of the show. This push to introduce a bill to legalize medical marijuana nationally. You actually wrote an article about this in The Morning Roar, which you can also find over at lionsofliberty.com. Every single Monday to Friday, the morning roar. Tell us about this bill and uh, who is who's Rand joining up with? Some characters you might not normally expect the yeah. Republican to, to well, team up with. Give Rand a lot of credit because Rand actually is one of the guys who's proven that he will reach across the aisle uh, quite ably. And, you know, the most recent one. So this bill is going to be he teamed up with Cory Booker, who's a Democrat from Jersey, and Kirsten Gillibrand, which I always sounds like that SNL character Kristen Wiig does to me. But anyway, she's from a Democrat from New York. And uh, basically what they're doing is they're teaming up to push a bill through, which is going to look to basically decriminalize medical marijuana on a national federal level. Uh, as we all know, there's already some states that, that allow it, California being one of them. Yeehaw. 
shoot our Liberty guns in the air, which are illegal here, so never mind. Liberty guns, <laughs> Liberty guns are not, well, some gun, guns. Some guns are, are legal, but um, yeah, they, you jump through some hoops. Yeah. It's, and you can't really carry them around. You definitely can't shoot them in the air. No, definitely because, not. Because of uh, medical marijuana they bills. They do not That's like that. Would a foot be better? So anyway, so they've, they've introduced it now, and it's going to basically help to stem, you know, Obama's already pulled back from the a crackdown on, on states' dispensaries, but it's really going to say, hey, no more of that. You can no longer uh, go after these. And just, in general, also help to fund more studies and get rid of some of that red tape into marijuana-related studies. So, yeah, it's a pretty impressive undertaking. And um, this is where we might have a, a little bit of debate. Though. We were talking about whether or not you think it'll actually have a, a shot at passing. And uh, Yeah, well, I inserted a little editor's note in your article, and I hope I'm completely wrong. I just don't see it passing right now because I feel like there's too many people that have, you know, very conservative constituencies. They might think they could vote for it. They might think it's fine in their real life, but... Politically, they might pull back and say, eh, I'm not ready to jump on board with these guys. I think that's stupid of them. I think they're behind the times. I think we're seeing almost even like semi-conservative states are, are legalizing marijuana for medical use. So this seems like a no-brainer to me. I mean, if you're a forward-thinking politician, if you care about getting elected, if that's all you care about even, this makes sense to sign on to. And if you have even a sliver of moral fiber, this makes mm-hmm. sense to, to sign on to. Of course, I wish it went further. I wish it completely legalized it altogether. I don't think people should go to jail just because they're using it for a different reason that's not medically certified but this is certainly a big step in the right direction and maybe i'm being too pessimistic i don't know i i would love if this thing passed i mean in a lot of ways that this is the way the wind is blowing and i think that's why it's coming up i think that senator paul's been talking about ending the drug war for a long time i don't know if he's per se for full legalization on the he always kind of well, probably tries not, to, yeah. he tries to go back to that state's rights thing but and then kind of you know, pussyfoots around the right. issue a little bit. But legislation-wise, I think this is an excellent thing. And even if it doesn't pass, it's it's great that prominent, and Cory Booker is extremely prominent mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party. People talk about him as someone who will run for president someday, and, and he's not afraid to attach himself to this issue. So I think that any forward-thinking politician, is, at this point, I think it's become a safe issue to, to be, at least for yeah. medical marijuana. Well, look at this, too. I mean, Rand's, I mean, we all know he's going to announce that he's you know, a candidate for president and you might not get the nomination for the GOP, but he's going to definitely run. And for him to say, you know what, even knowing I'm going to announce my candidacy at some point, he's going to put his cabinet in place to take this issue on is a pretty strong statement that, you know, what, it's time. Now's the time to attach to this issue. And now's the time that he, at least Rand believes and these other two believe that it actually could happen. I'm on the side. I think it actually could happen. I, I think it has a pretty strong chance. As you said, the winds are blowing pretty strongly. We see different states legalizing it, decriminalizing it every day. So I think maybe it's just reached a point where people's constituencies are saying, hey, you know what? Enough of this. Just go. It's wasting money. It's wasting time. Just go ahead and legalize it. As we've seen, there's evidence that, you know, in the states that has it already. Nothing bad's happened. There's no anarchy in the streets, you know. So there's, there's no reason not to do it. Plus, it helps industry. Yeah. As I mentioned in that article, you know, I talked last week with Brad Burge of MAPS, an organization which researches psychedelic drugs, including marijuana, for medical purposes, and they have to go through all these hoops to uh, to do this research for LSD, MDMA. They have to go through the DEA, the FDA, all sorts of government organizations to get permission to do this. And he told me something that shocked me, that even with the move to legalize marijuana in so many states, because they're dealing with the federal government, because it's it's Schedule 1, which means no medical benefit, which is absurd. There are obviously many people that get medical benefits from it. It's actually more difficult for them to do research on marijuana than it is for MDMA or yeah. LSD or ayahuasca, which is just crazy to me. 
I mean, because almost, I mean, almost everyone at least knows someone that has smoked marijuana at the very least if they haven't tried it themselves or or what have you. And and I think that the, the legalization trend is is an obvious sign that people are changing their views. Maybe not on the overall concept of of making uh, you know putting people in jail for simply owning a plant, but at least this specific plant. And and that's that's a step in the right direction. And maybe if people see that the, there aren't riots in the streets, the world's not ending when this comes up. Yeah, maybe it maybe it will actually uh, pave the way for some better laws in other areas. But this is an uh, I don't want to spoil next week's column, but this is a pretty <laughs> obvious Paul Luss. Yeah, this say. is a Paul Luss all the way. <laughs> and it, from every angle, it's a plus. Ding! We'll Ka-ching! call that a Paul Luss. All right. <laughs> Um, and, and something, and we'll talk about some of the newer stuff, like I said. And here's another one that came out. We don't need to reveal all your grades. We need to leave some kind of a, something for them to come back to next week on Monday at LionsLiberty.com. No, ABP, no. baby. We won't, we won't grade this one. This is, yeah. this is going to be something that's we'll, it's an interesting. We'll just discuss it. But yeah. one area where Rand puts his foot in his mouth a lot is when it comes to gay people, gay marriage, that kind of thing. I think a few months ago I, I saw him say something like, I just don't get homosexuality or something like that. And and whatever. It's like a dumb statement. It doesn't affect his kind of legal view on no. it. He doesn't want to, you know, have laws that discriminate against gays. So, I mean, that's fine if he just doesn't get it. But why say that stuff either? Right. Just, it's just go on your way to make yourself unlikable yeah, in a portion not, of the podcast. not helping you at all. And then recently in an interview, um, he said something here. Let's see. What did he exactly say? Oh, yeah, he he basically said that he's... It personally, he said, here's his actual quote. Well, I'm for traditional marriage. I think marriage is between a man and a woman. Ultimately, we could have fixed this a long time ago if we just allowed contracts between adults. We didn't have to call it marriage, which offends uh, myself and a lot of people. But I think having uh, competing contracts that would give them equivalency before the law would have solved a lot of these problems. And it may be where we're still headed. Now, that last part is obviously the one that, that's causing the ire when he says it offends him when other people call marriage, you know, between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Because for whatever reason, his religious beliefs or his personal beliefs, to him, he just sees marriage as between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of this statement, first well, of all, before I think we get that, too deeply into it? So I, I think that the statement itself, I mean, God, it's, this, is what I say, this is a challenge because it's good and bad. I mean, look. I agree. It's just. Are you setting up a push already? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't I, weasel out. I this will week. make. A, I will make a grade <laughs> on right. it. That, that's your preview, folks. He will decide. I will make a grade. No, it's something. I mean, look, he he's right that it should just be solved with contracts, and people should be allowed to have contracts between the two of them. And that's true. You know, it's like it just, it takes on this whole other aspect because religion gets involved with marriage, which is you know debatable. I know certain people are very religious. Obviously, Rand Paul is one of those people, so I can see why you know. He could object to it. I can see why, because it's so tied into religion. But at the other hand, it's ridiculous because religion doesn't own the word marriage. You know, it's well, like yeah. it's a legally recognized term. It's a contradiction to be able. We call it marriage. Religion doesn't have a, a, uh, a monopoly on that word. So it's kind of absurd to be upset about something like that. And to talk about it in this way is just utterly stupid. <laughs> I mean, inviting criticism upon oneself when, in, when it's couched in an otherwise completely logical and very strong libertarian statement. Right. I mean, I think he, if you actually read his whole statement, it, it makes sense. I mean, he's actually, he, in a way, he's actually is arguing for marriage equality right. here. Yeah, totally. He's saying we should have, it should be based on contracts and people can make contracts with anybody they want, a man, a woman, whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of this added statement he tosses in there about how it offends himself and a lot of people. And I think he just offhandedly said it. You know, I don't think he's like homophobic or anything i just think to him that like he, i think it is what he said he thinks marriage is a, it was between a man and a woman he's not proposing legislation to prevent people from marrying either so right. you know i don't think it accurately reflect accurately reflect 
Oh my God. Why is it so hard to say? <laughs> it's going to be a long show, guys, if I can't get this phrase out. I don't think it accurately reflects his political views, this statement, but it's it's a dumb statement. It's a dumb right. statement to say in a political context. The and, headline um, isn't going to read, Rand right. Paul calls for marriage equality exactly. and, and independent contracts between people, <laughs> which is what he's saying. The headline reads, Rand Paul is offended by gay marriage. Right. You know, it, it just, it's, like you said, foot in mouth, and it's what... I mean, his father was famous for doing that. We talk, we, you know, when we'd watch the debates and we'd say, God, you know, and, and hear quotes from Ron, you'd say, look, we know his positions over, you know, through and through, but God, he has a way of making himself sound worse than he should just by these offhand things. It's like, Rand, if you stopped talking, you, you know, just one sentence deep breath, earlier, deep breath. every time, you know, just one sentence, if, if that would be my campaign for him, Rand Paul, one sentence earlier. Rand Paul, one sentence earlier. I mean, you're right. If he if he just stopped that, we just allowed contracts between adults. And all right, cool. Boom, no great problem. senator ever. Instead, he's going to go on and say, uh, you know, we don't have to call it marriage. It defends myself and whatever. Right, so. and, it's, and it is true. He's calling for marriage equality. He's saying people can get married. I just, it's just, oh, Rand. It's a facepalm moment. Right now, here's another big story, which maybe it'll make the cut next week. I don't know. Depends on how many 50 million other Rand stories come out this week. But this is and not that much focus has been placed on Rand, except by libertarians. I haven't seen mainstream articles like Rand signs letter. No, I've seen it. They they the ones I saw, they would have like the the top four. They named like Cruz. They named Rand. Uh They named a couple of the the, um, the presumed candidates. And he was he was popped in there. Yeah. So this is basically a letter. That was sent to the leader of Iran. I guess they actually titled it like an open letter. It's called an open letter to the leaders of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And it's basically 47. Were they all Republicans that, that signed yeah, on to this thing? Yeah, I think it's all Republicans. Yeah, I imagine so. That makes sense. Um, and basically, I mean, for a while I was reading about this, about it, but I didn't read it. And, you know, Justin Raimondo was, said he was disowning Rand for like the 15th time over at Antiwar.com. <laughs> he loves Rand one day, and then you know, Rand says something about Israel, and he hates him. He feels like he's like an you know, abused spouse. <laughs> it really is like that. But he keeps coming back. So yeah. we'll, see if he, we'll see if Justin Raimondo comes back again. Uh, well, basically, I mean, it was portrayed as basically telling Iran we're going to invade them as soon as Obama's out of office. And it doesn't say anything <laughs> no. like that. I, I don't know. They're basically... I look at it two ways. If you actually just read the words, all they're really saying is, hey, just so you know, I know you're negotiating with Obama here and all this stuff, but Congress has a role here. Congress is the ones that ratify treaties and, you know, everything Obama does doesn't just – he's just not the dictator is pretty much what they were saying. Right. Right. Um, I agree. And, 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 but again, people are going to blow it out of proportion naturally. And like I said, they're just making – it does sound like they're being very petty. From my point of view, I, I mean, I empirically, I guess, agree with them, but I wouldn't go out of my way to necessarily write a letter out of the blue, you know, saying, oh, this and that and the other. And especially in the context for what, you know, this kind of parlays into something else. But, you know, Rand, he has thrown his support behind Israel. And that's kind of one of the things that we hit him about a lot is that when it comes to Iran, he said certain things. He said in the past that Iran's not a threat to us and they, you know, their nuclear weapons infrastructure is not a threat to us and they're not going to have the bomb. He's quoted saying that, you know, years ago. And yet now he's signing this letter, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, we, you're, uh, whatever the president's deal is, it doesn't matter because it's not going to stand. We're going we're gonna to come back and renegotiate and screw your nukes. So why do you think Rand signed on to this letter? I mean, uh, for me, it's, it's not as bad as like the media or so, you know, some people have made it out to be. At the same time, he's in the middle of negotiations, which are looking really good. You know, they've, they've come out with agreements and all these things that I mean, they seem to be leading to better peace. And yet they have to come out with this and, and do this, which it's, you know, it's not like the Republicans that, you know, in a way they're right about the Constitution and the process. Yeah. 
But, you know, it's not like these guys ever care about the Constitution. Most of these guys no, in exactly. the first place. So, I mean, the war on drugs is unconstitutional. And most of these guys support it. So it's, all, it's obviously a political mover. I think it obviously is meant to undercut Obama, even if, you know, I, it's not as bad as they make it out to be. So why do you think Rand signed on to this, this bill? Has he made a statement about uh, it? I've, I haven't seen him make a statement yet. I mean, maybe throw a quick Googs in there. You'll know, by, you'll know by Monday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stay tuned. Rand Paul Wesses. And minuses. I gotta leave those teasers. It's the same reason he's thrown his name onto anything that is, if it affects Israel, it's it's like his neocon buddies. You know, he's he's cuddled up to certain neocons in the system, McConnell being one of them. And and you know, he's said over and over again, any uh, threat to Israel is a threat to the United States. You know, which is a ridiculous statement, but Rand has made it time and time again. So I think he was pressured into doing this. I think he figured he could kind of weasel out of it by basically taking the same stance that we are, saying this is a bill. You know, my I signed it based upon constitutional grounds, but again, it doesn't come across as that. It comes across as, as more petty than that. Right. So he's it's kind of another instance of him sort of towing that like oh i'm just a constitutionalist but kind of what i'm doing is trying to please my maybe neocon base or or something it's this thing he does where he he tiptoes and dances and and puts his toe in the neocon water uh, every now and then and i I don't know i mean that's definitely the opposite of what his dad and his dad directly called out the neocons i mean his dad would be lamb i I think he did actually say something about about this letter well it's like Um, he swims in the sludge of neoconism and then he uses the nice hose of sweet clean liberty to try to make himself clean again I'll tell you what else kind of bugs me about this, though, is that, you know, from Rand Paul, he's, you know, more conservative foreign policy. And this is another thing that we'll get into probably today. But more conservative foreign policy advocates, you know, uh, negotiation over sanctions. And he said that before, just like, you know, just like Ron Paul. Talk to your enemies, negotiate, have open lines of communication. And that's why him signing this letter doubly makes no sense to me because – You'd think that he'd say, it's good we're having a dialogue, at least. It's good that this progress has been made. It's good we're engaging people and we're talking to them to work through these deals rather than attacking them or rather than hitting them with additional sanctions, which are just basically acts of war anyway. Right. Instead, he just kind of you know signs a letter and whatever. He's not making a counter statement, expressing his hope for peace. Or right. Well, yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's no, uh, here's the, here's our solution. Here's our better, you know, our better option on the table. Yeah, it, I think it's overblown a little bit, but it also seems petty. I think it's overblown. People are saying these guys are traitors and should go to jail. Like I, I don't oh, know, of course, the whole thing about violating the Logan Act, and I don't know. It's it's just an, it's just an open letter. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. seem doesn't seem as bad as I read it to be. But maybe I'm just not reading in between the lines well, enough. Hey, I mean, maybe he signed it because you know, Clapgate. With Rand Paul's clapping clap over gate. over Bibi Netanyahu's speech. All right, well, that can be our next thing we talk about here. Perfect now we can segue. reveal some of your grades, since the, these have already aired. This is yes. this is something you discussed in last week. So uh, for people that don't know, what exactly is Clapgate? All right, so Clapgate. Hashtag it, and you'll find out. Oh, God, it was huge. I mean, it's it was kind of the funniest thing, because you know Netanyahu gave this big speech to Congress, basically uh, just calling for, for the U.S. to uh, break off negotiations with Iran and their scumbags and the nuclear, you know, all uh, brimstone. And, and fiery death. The speech. He's a scary dude, huh? Netanyahu. Yeah, he is. Well, he just looks scary. He's. Well, I, I won't. I won't go into my uh, a different. We'll say that for Netanyahu pluses or minuses. Netanyahu Tuesdays. All right, you just sign up for a new article. Look at look for it next Tuesday. Netanyahu Tuesdays on LionsLiberty.com. 
so they flash to the, the audience, though, during the speech. It was aired on CNN Live. And, the, and you see, you know, all the neocons are standing up because they all stand with Israel. We stand with Bibi. And they flash to Rand Paul, who is doing the absolute most lazy, nonplussed, non-interested non paulust non paulust Zingo. He's giving Netanyahu a I mean, mind. It's literally, I'm looking at these, like, GIF now. He's, he's we are both, about... for, for people out there, we are both staring at this GIF that is, like, three seconds on Mesmerizing. It is mesmerizing. He's just, like, staring off into space. Yeah, like... slowly, cl- I mean, clapping, I'd say, one-third the speed of everyone else. It's almost as if he is openly mocking him. It almost looks like he's playing <laughs> in slow motion while everyone else is playing in, like, yeah. super fast speed. Yeah, it's, no. I, I honestly think it's fantastic because, for me at least... Uh, spoiler, I think that it kind of reveals his true thoughts about it, at least in some way. He looks like a kid who is, like, dragged to some speech with his parents or something, and he's just like, like, okay, now stand up now, Timmy, and he just has to clap. Right, and it's all, at the end of the day, he's kind of like, oh, God, I'm going to stand, but this is all just a bunch of BS, you know? This is a guy who stood for 13 hours once, so he's not upset about the standing. We know he can can hang. Hey, now. He's got thighs and calves like tree trunks. Speaking of gay marriage. And I do believe he may issue a statement after this one. It was just a typical, like, oh, yeah, don't worry, we stand with Israel. um, And what did you give this one, by the way? I gave it a call us. All right, because your your theory is that this maybe gives a glimpse into maybe him not being as as we said as polust about uh, right. about Netanyahu and the Israeli foreign policy as a, as he kind of sometimes acts like. He yeah, because I'm still hoping I'm 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 hoping against hope that Rand is indeed going to pull off his cape and become superhero libertarian. He's, he's going to rip point. off his suit and have the Ron Paul Revolution T-shirt yep. underneath. I still got a speeding libertarian and uh, bring liberty to the world. That's, yep, that's the he's plan. He's going to yell peace, love, dope, and then uh, he's going <laughs> to rule us as we need to be ruled. No, he's going to yell Aquabuda. Don't yeah. forget Aquabuda. Oh, yeah. I just ruined any chance of talking to Rand on the show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like he listens. But, you know, I mean, hell, hey, he, oh, God, I just hope he doesn't believe all the, all the, what he's spewing about Israel. I just hope. Could you picture Rand just like listening to this podcast? Like, <laughs> I could see him rocking out. <laughs> like slowly clapping. Yeah. Like, he's like, eh, it's all right, I guess. Hey, so. he hired Libertarian Girl. I mean, she's not exactly uh, on the the straight and narrow. She's a pretty out there girl. What does girl. that mean? She's not, she seems like a nice gal. No, no, I speak, but she's not like, a, you know, she's not your typical. She's uh, not your, your, your Republican suit yeah. that you would normally, uh, yeah, that you normally associate it with a traditional campaign. Right. Hookers, clothes? No, I think it's smart. It's smart for him to reach to. I mean, she's a social media maven. I mean, she's a Rand Paul supporter. And we can skip around here. Yeah. This is actually something you mentioned in one of your recent episodes. Mm-hmm. Episodes? <laughs> they will be episodes soon. Yeah. By the time you're listening to this, they will be an episode. I'll go back and record them as books on tape. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to release the Rand Paul and Minuses audiobook in, uh, I don't know, in a year. Read them very slowly. You mentioned that. It was, that was, a, you, I think you called it a Paul Us. Because yeah. it's, you know, in, in the terms of his campaign. Mm-hmm. See, if he can do stuff like hire a libertarian girl and, and support medical marijuana, like, why is he, why can't he go all the way? Why can't he just be, like, against wars? And, and he sort of is, though, too, is, is the thing. His statements are like, okay, he's kind of saying we shouldn't go to war here. Right. But then he still does this, like, this dance with the neocons. And, right, and he this, still gives, you know, supports Syria, you know, action in Syria on some level. And, and his, I, his champagne brunch with Sheldon Adelson, which we can talk about next. You, you talked about that yeah, last but, well, what week. Is it, what, did you, what did you think about his clap, by the way? Are you with my I, I'm, Paulus? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I can't look for that this gif and, gif and not give it a Paulus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do great too i never thought about that yeah cool when that's the Neat. point of the show i thought oh yeah that is the point yeah all right paul us 
Paulus, yeah, Sean. My very first Paulus. Ah, oh, it's adorable. All right, yeah, we'll I, I love the clown. So is a moth in the studio. I'm gonna watch this gift for a long time. I really, I really enjoy it. This, the disinterested look on his face. If you, if you haven't seen it, well, come to LionsLiberty.com. Yeah, it's in this week's Monday article. You can you, you can watch and laugh along. And I will link to it in our show notes, along with all of our past editions, along with the whole archive. This is probably a good time to mention. You can find the entire Rand Paulus's archive at LionsOfLiberty.com slash Rand. We made it really easy for you. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, Do that. Yeah. All right, Brian, we got just a couple more things to talk about here about Rand. But first, we got to give a little love to our sponsor over at Health Excellence Select. Now, until last year, I was just like you guys. I saw my health insurance cost double and my deductible skyrocket thanks to the Obamacare health insurance mandates. Determined not to participate in this corporatist scheme, I sought an alternative and found out about health sharing, a fantastic concept in which your monthly fees go directly to pay the medical bills of others, not into the pockets of some crony capitalist fat cat. Health Excellence Select combines health sharing with a patient care personal assistant, 24-7 phone access to board-certified physicians, and discounts on dental, vision, and other benefits. The best part is that for most people, plans with Health Excellence Select are much more affordable than Obamacare insurance, and it meets the legal mandate, so you will not be fined for using it in lieu of insurance. That's Health Excellence Select. For more information, head over to lionsofliberty.com health. As I mentioned, he recently had a, I'm calling it a champagne brunch. I don't know. I don't know if they had an unlimited mimosa deal or anything, but he had, he had lunch with Sheldon Adelson. Uh, for people who don't know, who is this Sheldon Adelson character? Is it Adelson or Adelson? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't, I've never heard people say the name except me. I just read it. Yeah, me too. I've never listened to his podcast. We'll just call him Sheldon. Does he have a podcast, Sheldon well, Adelson? God, I hope so. Addy time? <laughs> Shattleton. Uh, so anyway, so Sheldon Adelson, he's, he's kind of like a, um, a big power broker when it comes to presidential candidates or, uh, or lawmakers, specifically for the Jewish community. He raises a lot of money. He is a big power broker within the Jewish community. He can raise a lot of cash and, uh, and throw it their way. And he basically had threatened Rand saying, you know what? I'm going to spend all the money I need to spend to make sure Rand does not get the nomination, essentially promising that he's going to donate to other people's campaigns or you know, form his own pack to go after him with negative ads. So Rand decided it was a good idea to sit down and break bread with the man. Uh, I don't know if it was matzah. I don't know what time of the year it happened. No, it's not matzah time yet. That's next month. Okay, good. I mean, so, you could eat it any time. They could have been eating matzah. It's pretty good with butter. They wouldn't be required to be. I had it with butter. Um, so, yeah, so he sat down with uh, with Sheldon, and I guess it went well. They, um, you know, they broke bread, and he said, I guess he's not going to try to destroy him. Now, wasn't that something he had said at some point? Like, I will spend every dollar I have yeah, to, like, yeah. end Rand Paul's political career or something oh, like totally. that? Oh, totally. That's yeah. not a quote, by the way, but... Not a direct quote, a but no, he had, he had basically just been like, you know, I will crush you. I will uh, drive you before me. Because and, what? He was worried about his foreign policy? I, I don't... I think it was probably because Rand hadn't taken a strong enough position on Israel, like everything, you know? That, and that's against the funny Egypt thing about Rand's Syria. positions, his foreign policy positions here, they seem to piss off everybody. Yeah, The neocons yeah. are like, oh, you're not a warmonger enough, girl. And then, like, the anti-war hardcore libertarians are like, ah, you're a neocon. And, like, the neocons are like, no, you're not a neocon. So it's just, it seems like he's, I mean, maybe that's just what he, maybe he is confused. I don't know. Maybe he has a confused foreign policy in his own mind. Maybe he hasn't sorted it out. I think maybe he's maybe, just trying to play politics yeah. and it's not working. I don't I know. I think he's just become a, a true politician in, in this regard because, you know, he's obviously he's cuddling up to these people, you know, to get their support. And, and that... 
you know, as I wrote in the article, it eliminates one enemy. So he's he's crossing enemies. Obviously, he's cuddled up to McConnell, so he's crossed that enemy off his list. He's cutting up to Adelson, so he's crossing that enemy That's off his list. That's a good point. This is interesting because McConnell was his uh, political enemy at first. Yeah. He he tried to um, – he, he backed his challenger uh, when he first ran for Senate. And, uh, yeah, so and now they're buddy buddies. And now Sheldon, Sheldon Adel or Adelson. Uh, if, if anybody is a Sheldon Adelson fan out there, just uh, you know, let us know what, how to really pronounce his name. This is a scary looking yeah, dude, right? Yeah, highly unpleasant. I just pulled up a picture of this guy. Wow, I don't know if I could go to lunch. I don't know if I'd be able to eat. He looks like an room. angry potato with Donald He's, Trump hair. <laughs> What's this picture? It's like <laughs> the show has descended into just me and Brian looking at various pictures of. Sh- if you do yourself a favor, Google this guy and just go to images and just have a good time. It's weird. Um, anyway, I don't want to spend too much time. What was your uh, What was your vote on this? You know, I, is that what we call I, it? score vote? Uh, my grade. Your grade. All right, I was totally wrong. I had officially graded it as a push. A push. And um, why is that? Because, well, I couldn't give him a Paul Us because, frankly, I, I'm not a big fan of his cuddling up to Sheldon Adelson. And, but he looks and so cuddly. First, no, he doesn't. Oh, Never God. mind. So you eat, your, eat your babies and do. Ugh, I don't even want to go into it. This picture. But ah. you know, it's like, look, he, he's he's you know. Having lunch with this guy, he's breaking bread, he's making peace, but that means he's got to throw his weight even more behind Israel and, and you know, stand with the neocons even more. And, and Israel's, as we said earlier in the podcast, an enemy of Israel is an enemy of the United States. So he's just going to drag us into wars and cost us billions of dollars in aid for a country that, in my opinion, does not need it and that we shouldn't be funding and supporting in the way that we are. So, right. but on the other hand, he did eliminate, uh, you know, a potential threat to his campaign. And so I said, all right, I understand at least why he did it. Yeah, we don't know what he said in there. I mean, yeah, he yeah. might have said, like, look, just come on, back off, man. Yeah, I didn't want to give him a, a straight up <laughs> minus for that because I can understand the motives. But He might have just said, dude, I'm not going to win anyway, all right? Just don't worry about me. <laughs> just don't look at me through that window anymore. My God, stop staring at me. Seriously, you're creepy. Terrifying. That's what. That's how I picture it going. Yeah. That's how my lunch with Sheldon Adelson will go. Uh, and then this is a story I didn't even heard about it before. Before he, I guess it was reported that he rejected it, but I guess uh, Rand pulled out of uh, an opportunity to appear on the show Parks and Rec. Tell us about that. Well, long story short, uh, I think a lot of people out there are, are fans of Parks and Rec. I only recently became engaged with the show because it was uh, caught on reruns and FX, but very funny show. Uh, it does have a lot of pro-government leanings to it. But it has a uh, a kind of a caricature counterpoint libertarian in the form of one Ron Swanson, uh, also as, otherwise known as Nick Offerman, the comedian, who is very funny on the show. And he does make some some pretty salient libertarian counterpoints. You know, he wants to always cut the budget. He wants to, uh, you know, cut down on the big government. And it provides Rand, if he had done the show, with a pretty good foil to play off of. Now, Michelle Obama had already been on the show, as have other kind of prominent liberals and Rand had the opportunity to go on the show, and apparently he had said yes, and then at the you know then had said ah oh, you know what never mind, and he and he decided he wasn't going to do the show at the end of the day. So that's pretty much what happened. Hmm. And and you think it would have portrayed him in a positive? Obviously, he didn't think it would since he pulled out. Why do you think he pulled out? Do you think he just maybe read the script and it was maybe I, not complimentary? Or? I don't know, but you'd think though. I mean, look, I there's always some play that you can have when you're a politician going on one of these shows. They're not just going to say you have to accept the script as it is. So I'm sure he could have kind of finagled his way into some more positive, uh, you know, positive script writing. But the thing is, even if it wasn't the absolute perfect message, the fact that he would be on the show that goes in front of so many people that are of you know a voting age that are independent. 
that are, you know, probably not the most conservative leaning, but it also reaches a large you know, swath of the people that are, are just, you know, conservative of everything. It's a highly rated show. And it also humanizes the man and puts him in a comedic light is good. It's all good. You know, I do public relations for a living and this would have been great PR. It would have been something that even if it didn't go perfectly, it's still very valuable leading into this and now the show's kaput you know they already they already filmed the last episode so he's not going to get a chance to do it anymore as a public relations um executive do you feel that uh this episode of, of the show will will help our pr for lines of liberty.com i don't know <laughs> i hope it does you don't know it's what you do for a living ah uh, yeah yeah i know All right. i know i mark's been on me to to promote our own website which i do need to do but you know it's tough. I do it for a living. I got I got I got other people. I got to do that pay me real money. That's true. Not just exposure. <laughs> you know, exposure pays for itself. Don't you see? Um, now we're well, going to probably wrap this show. By the way, you didn't tell me. What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh, keep... I gave him, oh, and I gave him a minus. <laughs> that was good. I gave him a minus because I think he should have done it. I think it was a foolish move. I uh, I will give him a minus too. <laughs> Yeah, I like this power of being able to grade this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, unless they were just like destroying him, I mean, I, I'm sure it was. Even if it wasn't complimentary, it was in tongue and cheek as the style of the show is. So I mean, right. they're not like vicious about anything. I mean, he's just... got the most popular character on the show by right. far is Ron Swanson mm-hmm. slash Nick Offerman. I mean, by far, the guy is seen as a legend. He's got more memes on the internet than you can count. With 25 hands, you know, so it's like he would have had an ally, built in ally on the show. So no matter how bad they would have tried to make it, he's got a counterpoint on the show that would automatically defend him even if he wasn't there. Maybe it conflicted with his champagne brunch with Sheldon Adelson. That's quite Maybe it was just a timing thing. Who knows? They didn't release a statement on that. You don't know anything. Why am I asking you? You don't know about any of his statements. Because what are statements when you can just read yeah, slanted articles that, that put thing one way or another? I think we should end the show by just silently staring at this gif mm. for a few seconds. Yeah. All right. Now, that is going to be our show. We're going to try to do this some, maybe like once a month or so and, and go through some of the recent, um, you know, the, the most recent happenings with Rand. Obviously, in the next probably month or two, he's going to... I think most people out there agree he's going to be officially announcing his run for president, and obviously things are going to really pick up then, and the heat's really going to pick up, and he'll be criticized a lot from a lot of sides. He'll be criticized from the mainstream. He'll be criticized by libertarians. He'll be criticized by us. He'll be praised by us, too, probably, if, if the past is any indication. Uh, Brian, how about any final words? What are your overall thoughts of, of, I guess, what you've seen from Rand so far? Well, oh, God, it's like the same thing as always. Rand, he, uh, he pleases and then he disappoints, and he always seems to do it at the same time. So it's it's ongoing. That's what your girlfriend told me about you too. Well, she's right. Rand's Rand. It, it seems that after I mean, God, we've been writing about him for what two years now, three years. He, the man is what he is, um, at least for now. And who knows? Maybe he will illuminate things more as it gets farther into the political campaign. We're certainly going to see a lot more when he gets into debate mode as these things advance. So I'm excited for that. And in the meantime, we'll just keep on giving him the grades, and maybe our libertarian girl will pick him up and run with him someday. All right. I, and I am looking forward to the debates, because we're not going to reveal it yet, but we have some plans uh, to go along with the upcoming presidential debates. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're wondering, the reason we're not going to reveal it is because we don't know yet. So Bingo, baby. No, we, we know. I steep my fingers I know. Nothing. I just haven't told anybody else. All right, guys. Thank you once again for uh, joining us for this first edition of Rand Paul Wesses. And minuses. 
Rand Paul lessons and minuses. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can email me, Mark, M-A-R-C at lionsofliberty.com. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash lionsofliberty, uh, Twitter at lionsofliberty, Google+. And hey, if you want to communicate with us, you want to interact with us, if you're on Facebook, come on over to the Lions of Liberty forum. I cannot give you a URL because it's like facebook.com slash a million letters and numbers. But uh, you know, we'll link to it on the site. We'll link to it uh, in the show notes and all that great stuff. And uh, come on back next week. My guest this coming Tuesday will be none other than a well-known libertarian author, speaker, Dr. Mary Ruart. Have you heard of Dr. Mary Ruart, Brian? Don't answer you know that. Just give, a, just give a rand clap. Go. Yes. And uh, after that, next Thursday, I'm going to bring in another Lions Liberty contributor back for our second edition. I'm going to bring in John Odermatt for our second edition of The Felony Report. The Felony Report, where we go through his weekly column, Felony Friday. So, big week ahead, folks. It's going to be fun. And, um, hey, come back every Monday to Ram Pluses and Minuses. And, Brian, you know what we got to do here. We got to send everybody off. We got to tell everybody to live long and live free. For Rand and you and me. For Rand and you and me. Unenthused clap. <laughs>